Here we go, boys. How are we, Tank Jim? Are you enjoying? It's a bank holiday where you are, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. How have you? Have you been? Well, I was going to say enjoying the festivities there, but that would be the wrong <laughs> word to to use. What have you done with your bank holiday? You've been up to much? Basically, just sat and watched the yeah, the Queen. Really, took Frankie to the park, and that was it. Did you watch it all, Tank? Yeah, I've watched quite a lot of it. Yeah, just watched it getting rolled into the thingy there. But yeah, it's been. Good. Hold on, it's still on. It's still on. Still going. Yeah. Yeah, they've, like had, like, AM, they've, lad. they've had the um like the final. That was the third service, wasn't it? Jeez, just literally, ju shit, literally that. just finished. That's Mate, why I was wheeling around the whole of the UK <laughs> last week, lad. Fucking oh hell. my god! So, uh, uh, that's why you were late, Tank, because you were watching that. I was watching it getting loaded into the like the Jeez. I think it's like the chambers where Philip and their mum and dad are. Yeah, yeah. Bloody hell! Now, is it bad that I haven't seen any of it? I'm just not because obviously I'm in Ireland. It's not not a bank holiday here. Oh, yeah. just... uh, no, it's a bit. To, to be fair, you can't not see it over here. It's just it's everywhere. It's everywhere. Uh, Tank, it was a it was a big week for you last week, I suppose. Um, I don't know what, what we're allowed to say or, or uh, on this, so let's let's tread carefully. Not that we usually do that, but uh, yeah, there was an article that broke in uh, in the Athletic. Uh, I mean, yeah. we've known that stuff's been going on in your personal life for a while. I think a few people have asked you questions, so we're going to be very careful with how we broach this tag. But you had some good news, anyway. As Jimmy, Jimmy is struggling yeah. to control. Jimmy needs to wrap wrap his mouth on that mic because he can't hold <laughs> his own piss. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I've seen that image quite a few times. Yeah, Jimmy. I bet you have. I bet you have in your dreams, you dirty old man. Uh, yeah, it's um, it's an interesting moment. Yeah, as um, it went exactly how I thought it would go, um, but it's just it's dragged on for the past three years. Um, got to be careful what I say because I'm pursuing further. I'm I'm going after them. To be brutally honest mm. with you, like. A dog with a bone. Um, he can't be named. He's got anonymity for, from the court, which is, in my opinion, completely scandalous. I've had numerous journalists calling me saying, why is he getting some sort of treatment? And the thing what's irritating me is, he, the, is the, he's gone down the route of this mental health card, which I understand it's a big part of today's society. I get it. I get it. But what about my mental health? Mm. What about what I've been through for the last three years by his and it's blatant lies what he's told and what's happened is he's gone to the police, made these allegations, the police have followed it up, the police have thought there's a case, the police have then arrested me, then three years later I'm like 85 grand out of pocket and then when we've said to him like, well I'll tell you what we want, we want this from you, that from you and that from you and he's been found out to be betting non-stop, he's told lie after lie after lie. So we said that he's not had a bet for X amount of time, and we the only he would give us one one online account of his when we asked for the whole shebang because obviously he's a degenerate whatever it's called degenerate gambler. So when we've asked him and said we need all of this from you, now you lads, are, you know you know yourselves, you know if if there's a case, you've got to get both sides. You can't just have everything your side. So he said that. I've done this and I've never come across the fella, spoke to him. I can hand an art say I've never spoke to this clown in my life. Never, not even walk past him. I just don't know him. I've never come across him. So for me to be dragged in in any way, he's baffling. But then when, like, we've said, well, okay, you can have whatever you want for evidence against us, but we need X, Y, Z from you. But then he just went into a corner and was like, oh, my, my mental health is not right and I'm not right here and this is, I just want to forget this and put it to bed. Like, I was gutted that this case never went to trial. I'll be brutally honest with you. Mm -hmm. 
it's it all sounds great now that it's got a not guilty play, which is fine. But I, I'd have got that anyway. Mm. But the fact that now we can hide behind his mental health and all this palaver, and just he thinks he's going to get on with his life. Mm. Unfortunately, he's picked on the wrong. You know, when when you prod out of a little scouser like me, mate, we bite and we <laughs> bite back, and I'll leave no stone unturned to expose him and get every penny what I'm owed, and I'll expose him for what he is and what he's done. Yeah, I think for for us, I'm just a lot because I know it's weighed heavy, and you know, yeah. eighty five grand is not small small change for anyone. So to no, have that not. hanging over you and stuff, yeah. and, and uh, so I'm just delighted it's uh, it's all behind you, mate, and you can focus on there. Uh, well, actually, do, supposedly somebody pointed out to us this week on the, the Twitter profile, you've been doing newspaper articles oh, to the sun uh, now, Tank. Naughty lad. Yeah, well, that's another thing that you lads, <laughs> you particularly you, Jamie, you know my background. Have I ever? Yeah, yeah. Ever spoke to the sun, mate? Well, it just wouldn't happen. It's like, and I've also, <laughs> I'm suing them. <laughs> Every, you say anything today, Jimmy, and you're getting sued, all right? I'm just fucking letting you know right now. Unless no. you tell me who you support, I'm suing you. Mate. Tell you what, Tank's going to be on the next series of suits here. Know, the main right? character or something at this stage. Judge over here. being honest, because I knew nothing about this until you like said to me, you know, when the thing, what's this? And I'm like, but all of this, this lad from the sun, and I've actually sent him a thing on Twitter and said, mate, remove the article. I've never spoke to you. You're using ec- extracts from the Racing Post. And I the podcast, though, like he used um, yeah. what you were talking about, saying you were getting rid of him last week and and that lot, and they, they quoted it word for word. So, I mean, don't be too drastic, uh, Tank. We need all the listeners we can get, mate. <laughs> to be fair, I was <laughs> delighted to see the picture of you on your tractor. On your tractor. <laughs> doing Tank's facts made it to the newspaper. That's a particular <laughs> highlight, I have to say. Lying now, lads. Yeah. Um, I yeah. want to start off, before we get into the footy, right? Um, so one question came in from Fred Flunk, um, and he wants to know what's the backstory with us lads. Did we play football together, childhood mates? So, Jimmy, before I come to you to explain our relationship, because I'm sure you'll do that in a very unique way, I was really thinking there, Tank, how did we... We just got talking through Twitter, didn't we, years ago, and then did, did some podcasts together, and then yeah. just kind of stayed in touch, and then it was me, you... Uh, so there's me, you, and, and Christy Holly. Um, so if anyone's gone back to some of the older episodes, we used to do the the podcast. Christy then obviously got a, a full time job in football, so it's tough for him to to commit. And then we've got the time difference and whatever. And then Jimmy, uh, Jimmy stepped in. And Jim, do you want to do you want to talk about our backstory? Our relationship, yeah. So, <laughs> um, so me and me and Jay, we went to uni together, but it was very. Um, we played on the on the footy team together, but it was it was it was wasn't very close to start with, were we? We were no. we were opposite ends of the scale. So as you can see, with with Jay, he's a good looking lad. Um, Thanks, lad. Didn't know where you were going yeah, with this no. one. <laughs> but he was, uh, and he knew not. it. He, he knew it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not, uh, and he knew it. Um, so he was. Oh, you knew it. He knew it. Yeah, he yeah, knew yeah, it. Yeah, it was a and bit he, of a go so on. we used I'll to on a, on a at uni on a Wednesday night after you played your sports, you'd all go out afterwards. Um, and obviously we played on the same footy team, but then we'd we'd sort of just go our separate ways. Um, Jay would go stand at the bar looking all pretty and, and muscly and <laughs> and that, and I'd be in the mix, fucking looking like a dickhead doing penguin dances in in the middle of the dance floor. And it's then a it was for everyone, mate. Mate, just being just being a knob as, as, you, as you can imagine. And then one, I don't know what it was. It was a Wednesday or Thursday where we just. We'd been speaking on Bebo of all things, like on each other's wall. And he was like, Do you want to come? And, and Jay went, Do you want to come around for some Pro Evo? 
I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, I didn't want to come around for some Pro Evo, and then we'll go out. And then that was the start. And then I slowly dragged Jamie down to my level <laughs> where he wasn't really bothered about standing at the bar and, and looking all pretty. And he got involved and we'd be doing Anton Deck dances in the middle of the dance floor and penguin dances and all that sort of stuff. And then he and fucked then, off to Ireland to get away from that's you. it. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. <laughs> but no, and then and then we obviously we played footy together at uni and then for clubs as we went along and then for each club we're at, we continue to drag each other down and we'd, we'd get split up at training because we were just pissing around. And after the match, we'd be in the showers for about 45 minutes just looking at each other's knobs and having a good <laughs> chat. Like, And then and then we've been best mates ever since. So he was, uh, yeah, he was an usher at my wedding. And uh, yeah, we've just grown up here, lads. That. It's fucking beautiful. Lads. I know, <laughs> isn't, right? it, isn't it? Yeah. To be fair, there could have been about... Start, mate. That, it could have went about 17 different ways there. And to be fair, that version I'll, I'll go with. I don't have, have much to, to add, to be fair. But yeah, it was. It was that one random night over a game of Pro Evo. And then, yeah, we've just become mates ever since. So, um, so yeah, there's the backstory. So, lads, I want to go into uh, into the footy now. Um, and Tank, unfortunately, mate, I'm going to have to start with you. You know where I'm going to go first. Uh, Forrest. It, You've gone, for, I can't hear you, mate. You broke up. Oh. <laughs> I was looking got at the him. mute button. I was like, oh shit, what's happened there? <laughs> uh, Forrest, look, they, they, I suppose the optimism that, that surrounded the start of the season, is it fair to say, is probably dwindling a little bit. I mean, what from your yeah. side, you've always been upbeat. You're a massive Steve Cooper fan. Yeah. What What's going wrong, Tan? Because it's it, worrying times at the moment. No, it's not worrying times. I think the two games, Fulham and Bournemouth, are two games where you would have liked to have got a minimum of three points out. You can't hide that fact. They're the games where you need to be taking points from. Um, but the, what I've seen on the social media is about you know replacing a manager. I mean, come on, let's fucking let's get things right here. Right, this time, twelve months ago, Nottingham Forest were bottom of the Championship. If somebody would have come to them, Nottingham Forest players and fans at that time and said, don't panic, we're going to change the manager and this time next year, you're going to be third bottom of the Premier League. Every single Nottingham Forest fan worldwide would have ripped your fucking arm off and probably hit you over the head with your ripped arm off because <laughs> they'd have thought you were that fucking daft. What Steve Cooper's done is coming as being fucking phenomenal. What he's done, he's... I went to Forest when Hooten was there, and this is not a slant on him at all, the atmosphere around the whole place, the training ground, it was just not not right. And then Jack played Forrest um, away with Burnley uh, when Cooper was there, like probably four or five months into his tenure. There was just a fucking togetherness and a feel-good factor. And you lads know more that the Premier League is as cutthroat as you can possibly get. There's been a huge upheaval of Forrest a huge upheaval as 29 players left, whether it be out of contract, sold or out on loan, some of the younger players and 21 comes in. It takes time to, to gel. Now, looking back on Forrest, personally, it's it's lapses. It's it's like, it's a, it's small spells. They're not playing like, and getting battered. So that's, that's the thing what I'm kind of saying. It's, I fine personally lines. believe Forrest will be fine. I do. And you might think I'm mad. Forrest will be fine. Forrest won't get relegated. I genuinely believe that. What they have to do is 
these five or ten minutes of lapses where you're like, you, you can't switch off the championship. You can switch off because you haven't got the players who can just, you know, punish you like that. The Premier League, you can't, whether you're playing Fulham, Bournemouth, who were both Premier League regulars, by the way, let's not forget about that. They both know that know they're the league inside out. They've been there, they've done it. Forrest haven't been for 23 years. Steve Cooper needs to find his best defence and stick with it and let them build a relationship up with the goalkeeper. So if it's a back four, a back five, he needs to find that and stick with them and say, you need to be the core of this side. They have got quality going forward. They have got a quality midfield. They, they need to make... They've got to get a team and get it gelled quickly before, you know, because it can become too late. But I don't think it will. But for five minutes against Bournemouth, the tunnel up, the crews and the batter in Bournemouth, and all of a sudden it's too all. And you know yourself, once, once the... Momentum goes with the opposition. You can't. The fans are getting a bit nervous. You're like, oh fuck me, and it's happened twice. Me personally, they need to get a, a little, a little win away from home to come back to the city grounds and get a ball booming and boot. You know the way it can be. Is perspective needed? Do you think, Jim? Because in reality, finishing a place outside the bottom three surely is success for Forest this season. Uh, oh yeah, definitely. And and any any fan that that um, you know has supported Forest over the years. We'll we'll see that, but the issue you've got is the Premier League's in its own bubble, isn't it? And it, and and things just get mad. So what people looking at is the money spent, transfers in, and I fully understand that they're needed to do that, which is fine. And then you've got people calling for Cooper's ahead again, which is scandalous. Um, but you don't know what this owner's because he's trying to build like a like an empire, isn't he? Like City as well. So he's spending all this money. You know, it's getting to it's getting to that stage now where you go in, yep, we need to get a win. But as you say, that momentum is is hard to stop when you keep losing. So that would be my worry as a forest fan is, yep, we're looking all right and we're scoring goals, but we're still losing. Um, and we said it before that against Fulham and Bournemouth, uh, you know, minimum you need to be picking up point mm -hmm. as as a minimum. You're not going to beat your cities, your Liverpools, your Arsenals. We know, we know. And if you do get a win, that's you know that's gonna that's gonna send the, the fans into a frenzy. Liverpool out of that. Anything could go against them, but you know it's a tricky one, isn't it? Because when you come in and start, it happened to Fulham a couple of years ago when they came in and spent 150 million. They went straight back down. So I, I really hope they don't. And I, I, I think their saving grace is that there are a lot, a lot of teams looking bad, a lot yeah. of bad teams down that bottom of the league. So it, it, it can still be up for grabs. They need to get a game against a, you know, a, a, a I don't know, a Southampton or a, a you know, a, a West, I know they beat West Ham, but you know, someone along them lines that aren't looking great. And and get that win, and then try and get that ball rolling. Are you not worried, Tank, that the owner could get a little trigger happy? I am, and the reason why I'm worried about him is he sacked the uh, the ex uh, Huddersfield manager, hasn't he, from Olympiacos after five games? Mm. And you think oh, he's got it in him? He has. Look, mad them Greeks as well, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, like? he is. He's he is eccentric in here, and look, Lots he's coming in. He's, he's put people. us. He's put us money in his pocket. He spent two hundred million pounds. 
But I just hope that he gives, you know, Cooper for me deserves this whole season, whether that be staying in the league or relegation. For what he done for Forrest last season, he deserves the whole run of this season for me. And I think if he does, Forrest will be okay. Can I be play devil's advocate? And to the Forest fans listening, this is me just for the the, the purposes of the podcast. So, so don't shoot the messenger. If at what point Tank does, and he's done an unbelievable job, at what point does reflecting on what he achieved last season, when does that well run dry? Because it soon has to pivot towards what's happening this season. And you could bring in a manager with Premier League experience, who's been in this situation, you know what I mean? It, it, proper pedigree. And, and that's not a slight towards Steve Cooper in any way, shape or form. But you get that new manager bounce. Maybe you get buy-in from the players. I'm not saying he's lost a dressing room in any way, shape or form. But you know what comes with a new manager yeah. coming in. Is, at what point does that conversation, because you've always been supportive and will continue to do so. Is it unrealistic to think, though, that if these results continue, he will be given the full season? And at what point does it get? dodgy ground this is me just with me football hat on take me forest hat off and just me as a football person now who just loves football and watches it i think steve cooper's biggest problem is sean dice is out of work and as a as affiliation with the club and ian warner's as assistant i think that is the biggest issue what's going to be hanging over steve cooper because sean dice has got a reputation uh Probably he hasn't got the reputation he deserves, you know what I mean. But he's got a reputation where he is—he go, he would go in there and he would stop the rot, the rot, and he would organise them, and he'd be very, very, very difficult to beat. You look at that Forest squad there to what he was working with Burnley. That squad's miles ahead of what he was working with at Burnley, and he kept them up in every single season without fail. You know, finished in Europe one season with—I mean, let's get it right—to fucking bang average squad hmm. that's in the back of my head just as a football person that's that's the thinking i'm got he's he's that type of manager dice where if i'm an owner i'm i'm looking at the club this and i'm seeing that it's not quite going to the way you want it and i've got a manager there who's out of work there's no compensation and he knows the league inside out and one thing what every sean dice side is is organized difficult to beat and I think that that's Steve Cooper's biggest problem at the minute. I hope it doesn't happen because I think it's he deserves the, it. But... There's a Bournemouth effect as well, isn't there? The way everyone was up in arms when bloody Scott Parker oh, got, got sacked. sacked. Yeah. It was absolutely, everyone was, was yeah. furious with him. And then look what they've done after, you know, a couple of wins, a draw. They, they, the they've bounce. done well, to be fair yeah. to them. It's the like bounce, we were saying yeah. that they were going to go the worst Premier League team uh, on yeah. record and they've got rid of Parker where everyone was going, no, no, that's that's a bad decision. It's it's harsh and um, what do you expect from a 9-1, you know, a, the, the defeat to Liverpool and then and then they've come back and got a couple of wins of this with the yeah. new guy in. So, I know that, that'll be playing in the chairman's mind a bit as well. Yeah. They, they're a nightmare bomb, but they double bluffed us, didn't they, really? Because we thought Liverpool were back and we thought they were yeah. <laughs> Liverpool was still shit. Yeah, and all. yeah, yeah. Like yeah. a double pie, that. <laughs> uh, you've got no boot room exclusive tanks. I know you're, you're good mates with um, Sean Dyche and, uh, and Ian Warren. Lips no. sealed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I nearly got you. It's I like I can't name you. that league league one manager. I can't name any. <laughs> oh, narrowing oh, it down shit. now, are we? Oh, tag. Well, yeah, a league me. one manager. Don't worry about that from the Northwest. Okay. Oh, stop. Right. Let's go on to something else. Christ <laughs> almighty. Uh, Jack Grealish is always good for a, for an interesting conversation. Jimmy, you've been <laughs> very uh, <laughs> you've been very vocal about your mate, Jack. 
you must have been delighted to see. Look, it's been it's been well documented. I think people have been asking questions around his his output in terms of goals and assists. I'm I'm very opinionated when it comes to Jack Grealish. I'll give my two pence worth in a minute. But you you as a as a big fan, it's been very outspoken on on Jack. Must have been delighted to see yeah, him get I mean, his goal. Not not delighted as such. Look, he it's, it's he got himself in the right position and, and the ball's coming. And I think this is where City have changed their style because. Even with Haaland in there, they they stopped passing the ball around. They're putting balls in the box and and scoring goals. So fair play to him. Did you see his interview afterwards? And he was very honest. Yeah, going, you know, yeah. I know I should be scoring more goals. I know I should be assisting more goals. So he keeps getting these little niggly injuries. You know that that put him out for a couple of weeks, and then and then he comes back. So look, I think Jack Grealish has got a lot to give for that City team, and I think they play a lot of games and they play. You know, they'll go strong in all competitions this year. And I think he'll come good. He's just got to let the shackles go, relax a bit and, you know, be the Jack Grealish that we all know and love for for, for when he was, you know, flying at Villa in England. You, know, you forget that at the Euros, it was all, again, there was outcry when Grealish Next was on Gaza. the bench. Everyone wanted, everyone wanted him, get Grealish on, get Grealish on and, and start him and... And then, and then, um, he, when he did, he, he lit up, he lit up the uh, the stadium when he was on. So, yeah, really pleased. And you know, I'm still keeping the faith, and uh, I'm I'm hoping he will continue to come good. What I don't want him to do is, you know, hit that sort of stop start games and and score one and then go dry for next four or five and then maybe get an assist. He needs to build on that and get that and get that connection with with Haaland going and and you know they'll they'll be flying city they're un, they're unstoppable at the minute. So is this you as a city fan now? Which which hat are you wearing, Jim? This is uh, this is this is uh, my supporting son. city this week. Yeah. When when my son watches this, he'll know that I'm supporting him as a city fan. I'm, okay. Uh, okay, I'm saying uh, Tank, I'm. So when Jimmy talks there about Jack Grealish and he talks about Jack Grealish that played for Villa and Jack Grealish that played for England, I don't feel like this is the same Jack Grealish. And I don't think the shackles will come off. And my personal opinion, I'm a huge fan of him at Villa and the way he plays for, for England. I watch him for City and he just looks like a player that's playing within a system that doesn't really isn't afforded the freedom that he has been for England and Villa. Where do you sit on it? And do you think do you think his output will always be dominated by the fact that it, it was a hundred million to to sign him? Look, it's it's difficult because every player you get, if you go for big money like that, you get judged by the track. It's just that that's just the way this world is. You can't take anything away from that. But as numbers at Aston Villa. He was never ever a hundred million pound player anyway. I don't. I think we've had this on the podcast before. He's never scored more than eight league goals in his career. Mm. So for me, look, regardless whether it's Jack Grealish or anyone, if I'm paying a hundred million pound for a player, I want you big want numbers. numbers. Yeah. I want big goals. I want big assists. I want big moments in big games. Jack Grealish, and when he was at the was at the Euros was it, with the, with England. I mean, we say that he lit the place up, but he didn't really contribute that much. No, Come but he got the crowd did. going, though, didn't he? Like, yeah, but that's he, great, you know, Jimmy. I could run help. on but No, I know, but it's going to help. Well, I'll get the crowd going. I'm currently out. imagining Tank naked yeah. there, just, uh, just so you know. But, no, do you, do you know what I mean? It's like, is 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 numbers, regardless of who no, you've played that. with, and the, the, they're actually bang average, you know, real bang average numbers. And I just don't think, no matter whether the shackles... Oh, see, that that's the alarm there. I'm going to have to text because there's new Paw Patrol starts at 5.30 tonight and I've had time for Frankie. <laughs> Sorry. But 
the fact of the matter is, Jack Grealish numbers, whether the shackles are on or off at Man City, they're, they're not what it should be for a hundred million pound player. He will never, for me, he will never score double figures in his career. The problem, uh, the way that I see it is, I you know, we, we've questioned Richarlison's fee, we've questioned Jack Grealish's fee, but they're them teams are buying squad players that are coming in and are good squad players and it's and it's impacted the squad so you know whether we talk about son you know getting dropped coming off the bench and scoring a hat trick um and that's what squads are able to do so when For 100 million jimmy squad player i mean i'm not saying he's not a squad player i'm my point is as a, as a premiership as a premier league squad he impacts performances by being there. Now, Liverpool have gone and bought Arta and, Arthur, you know, Arthur, 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 Arthur. however you want to announce it or pronounce it. It's, you know, that's not a player that's coming in and is making everyone get on their toes. Fees, fees now are ridiculous. You know, no matter who you are, you're going for stupid fees. You know, we're talking 50 million for Anthony Gordon. It's, you know, it's it's irrelevant, that fee is. What it does do is add competition for places. Now, City could go and buy two wingers for 20, or no, two, three for 25, 40, 50 million, but they won't add the quality that we all know Jack Grealish has got and adds that competition for places and just keeps that, com- uh, that squad driving forward. I just think for 100 million, you've got to have more than, you know, You've got to be bringing, say, yeah, he's got competition for players. He'll make him play better, surely for a hundred million. And I know what you're saying about the fees, mate. The fees are astronomical at the minute. But yeah. come on, a hundred no, million. I, I, I do agree with you, but my you, point is, for think... me, he's got to be winning you games like fucking big moments in big games. You know, we used to say that about Mane, Mane or Salah. He'd win us. There'd be moments in games where you're like, yeah, that's why they're here. And for that fee, fucking hell. Well, if you're talking about winning games, there's another lad that's wearing blue at the moment, and I'll be honest, I've been I've been absolutely blown away by him. And this is where Jimmy's going to say something along the lines of, "I told you so." He's going to do this all season, proper smug. Uh, Harland, you get it right, don't I? That's, I mean, <laughs> this one's not hard, is it? Let's yeah, no, well done, there, Mystic Meg. Fuck it, that, that although you two one. did say that uh, you didn't, uh, Nunes would get more goals than Harland. I don't think we did say that. Well, Did we I'll, say that? I'll go back. I'll go back. We We've didn't say that. We didn't podcast. say that. We no, didn't I don't, say there's that, no but... way. I, I didn't think Nunes would okay. score more goals. I'll get the sound back later. Okay. I'd just like Nunes to fucking play anyway. But there you go. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, talking talking of Harlan Tank. Yeah. Is it is it time that everybody else packs up and goes home? Is he is he going to be the difference maker? Because I'll be honest, I, like it's mad watching him because. And he, he's just, he's that confident. He's like a proper alpha male. He actually doesn't give a bollocks about anything. No. And he, he came out the other day and said, it's his dream. It's his dream to like have like three touches in a match and score three goals, basically taking the piss out of people for saying yeah. he's not impacting the game. When in reality, he seems to be like a six to 10 yard box striker who's always in the, the, the right position and just scores. He just scores goals. He's, he's yeah. a phenomenal player. It's ridiculous, isn't he? I mean, I said, to, I think I messaged you in the group the other day. I've spoke to my mate who's been a Man City season ticket holder, you know, fucking nearly all of his life. Like, he's, his heroes go back to the Paul Dickoff days. And he said, you might think I'm fucking mad here. He said, he's bang average. He said, he does absolutely nothing at all. And then, at full time, you're like, hey, he's called Atrick there. <laughs> and look, it's one of them where I think the Crystal Palace game, he had eight touches 
and score yeah, fucking three goals. Yeah. And I thought he was bang average the other day against Wolves. You're like, but then he's the match winner again. He's just, I don't think I've ever seen a player like him who has like no impact on games, but has more impact than any player in the world football. If you know what I mean, it's like I don't think he's though, meant to have that impact, is he? As that as that player and the way they play, I don't think they yeah. they don't want him coming deep getting the ball because they they want him in the box. That's all they want him to do. If I know Pep, I'm saying stand there and score goals, do your job. But you know what I mean, oh Jimmy? You, you get like I, players. I totally like get that. What you, you get what I'm saying. Not, yeah. That's not what they're playing. If for Liverpool, no. it wouldn't it, it'd look awful because he, he, that's not how you play. That's why he plays so well when Firmino's playing. But what I mean is, like, a player like him who's got the numbers like him, you kind of expect something in a game where you just go, oh, that's class, that. Mm. Not apart from a goal. And then you just, he's like, he's fucking scored again. You're like, this, he's a phenomenal, he, listen, he's a freak. He's a phenomenal, but he's, Mate, he's like, numbers are stupid. He's made ridiculous. 100 appearances and it's ridiculous. Oh, 99 appearances, 100 goals. Yeah, I seen something the other day. I think he's equaled the amount of Champions League goals that Suarez has now. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? And he's only in played in a, games. like twenty games it's or something. Ridiculous. It's funny when you look at him as well because you always kind of knew it was City, and I think that's why they were obviously looking at Harry Kane because he's a brilliant player. But Kane's kind of evolved in how he's, he's more of a playmaker now. He drops yeah, in. He, Kane he, wouldn't fit in that. He team wouldn't now. fit. Whereas no. you nearly say with City, they score the same goal. A hundred, like a hundred times over. So it's like just put someone that's dead good at finishing in the exact point that when we do the cutbacks from the byline, he's just going to score. And it literally just seems to be that way that he's in right place, right time. Nunes, give... Nunes would fit in that city's team, you know. Yeah. Oh, you're not convinced would, by Nunes, would, are you? Though, Tank? Because he, that's what he does. He just get you know if you get him in the box and score goals, he scores goals. He, he's think not he's a right. link player. I think he's right. I think if he was in that City uh, side, he'd have, and I'm not saying he's better than Haaland at all, but what I'm saying is he'd probably have 10 goals. Nunes yeah, gets that... chances. He, he, he looks like he's going to score every time he's on the pitch, Nunes. But I think that Liverpool are going to have to completely change. We, we need to anyway. We need to evolve a bit. And I just think to get the best out of him, we need to change the way we play. But Jimmy's bang on. I think that he would score so many goals with um, with City. With the with the Nunes thing, just to, to finish it off before we move on to the next topic, do you think he seems to me like he's not handling the price tag very well? And I'm a I'm a fan of Nunes. I, I've said this on podcasts before, but he looks nervous, and that in itself, you know, like we said it, body shape, first touch sometimes, and then he'll do something really, really good. And you're just like, he's so raw. It just seems like he, he, it's nearly like that Peter Crouch syndrome where he went like 17, 18 goals, eight games without a goal. And then he scored that mad deflected one that got got his first goal. You just need one to go in off his ass. Do you think he's just forcing it a bit, Tank? I do, but I try, I'd like to see him get a run of games. That's that's the thing what's here to take me a little bit. If you're paying big money for someone like that, give them a run of Bed games. Yeah, you, you know, he needs... You need, I mean, look, he got sent off. I understand that, but I just I would like to see him get eight to ten games where he's just getting used to playing with the players and you know, just see what he's all about. Look, he's he's six foot four, he's a big unit, he's quick, he's strong. Some I must be honest, sometimes I look at him and think he can't even trap a dead rat because he looks poor sometimes, but then I just think he needs time in games and I think he'd be all right. Probably doesn't help for him that Salah isn't performing either, is it? You know, he's not getting that service off Salah. And he, and that might be an issue for him where we've seen Salah shoot as opposed to pass, whereas City now are being drilled into pass rather than shoot. 
you know, Phil Foden early door was trying to shoot and, and missed and Haaland was a squared and now they were just squaring the ball and he's there. So, right, you know, it needs to be a change of a change of mindset across the whole of that Liverpool front three where, where they're looking to shoot as opposed to square it. But that, that'll come, won't it? It's, it's got to. Everton. Now, Jimmy, well, you said it was a blue. It's not a blue, Mike. You've it's got not to say blue, it's is purple. it? It looks it's very blue there. It's blue. definitely it's blue. I know, it looks blue, but it's purple. Unless I'm colourblind, but... Uh, talking of the blues, uh, married to uh, blue yourself, Jim. Um, I'll come to Tank in a minute because he's obviously been very outspoken on our mate Frank. Um, big win for the blues. I mean, West Ham have been struggling this season, but I, I have to say, looking looking at Everton, I, I do believe that they look more solid. I thought they've brought in some some Premier League proven players, and I think Cody and Tarkovsky are starting to make a difference now. They just seem like they have more of a structure with which they can they they, they can go on and build. They they look like they're buying into to what Frank Lampard is selling at the moment. Yeah, and I mentioned it prior to to this one where I thought they looked strong, but I, I heard a stat the other day where Everton are nine points worse off than they were this point last season. I was like, oh my god! So you know, maybe although it looks good, you know the the outcomes aren't aren't getting getting what they what they should be getting from from how it looks. So yeah, I'm I'm pleased they got that win on. Um, they played Sunday, didn't they? Played yeah. Sunday. So I'm um, I'm pleased they got that win. And and you know what, we've sat here slagging sort of Mope off, and it's a decent finish to be fair to him. Um and yeah, they like say they they've started to look more solid. And like any team, if you don't continue goals, you're more likely to win games and and you know you get that or win by one or two. So which which sort of is what you were saying about Forest Tank and and bringing Dice in. So yeah, I mean, fair play to Frank. He's got them going and he's got he's got them seemingly in. They're only going to get. I mean, I say they're only going to get better, but. When Calvert Lewin comes in, I think you'll see Mo play play a different role to 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 what he's playing at the minute, and hopefully they start scoring more goals. So, is he got you? Is is he is he convincing yet? Yeah, Tanko, you're not you're not buying it. Not at all. No, I mean everyone's saying how well they're playing. They're doing this, that, and the other. And as Jimmy said, they're the nine points away off than last season. So they're playing well, but they're not scoring goals. And not, you know they've won a game. Yesterday. I mean, let's get it right. If that game was a draw, you'd be like, yeah, but West Hamish, West Ham, oh, West Ham. I mean. Is, is he under pressure because he spent a fucking be. fortune on You know, got to be. He spent about. I'm sure they spent about 170 million. They signed yeah. a centre half, didn't he, for about 50 million? Who done us? I know he got injured, but they've signed a big forward. They've signed 50 million for that. He looked poor, by the way, didn't he? Yeah. Or was that just me? I thought he looked bang average. No, they they just look like a team devo- like devoid yeah. of identity. They don't they don't look like there's there's no. There's no zipping in anything oh, that they do. They they labored, kind of yeah. they look like a cobbled together side, and it's nearly like with the Steve Cooper syndrome. You know, with the more money, and we said this about Arsenal. You know, with with Arteta this season, the more money you spend, the more expectation that comes. Moyes Moyes has got himself in a difficult spot now, um, particularly. You know, you look at the likes of a uh, Declan Rice. You know, he's not going to be hanging around if these results don't improve, you know. So Moyes has got to turn a corner and turn a corner quickly because that was an Everton side. And look, I'm, I'm going to give them some credit. I, I actually think they, they look like, they look more like a team now. Um, I, I don't think they have done in the past. And, and I think if Everton can get the fans on board, which the Lampard clearly has, I, I think they will be a lot more competitive. 
It was interesting. I thought of you today, Jim. Have you? I don't know if you saw it. You've been very outspoken about dancers in dressing rooms. Did you see the Everton players having it? No, I've not seen it. Are they getting they having a good go? They're having the right go. Um, so I don't, look, I don't mind if you're dancing like that. I was thinking about this the other day because obviously Vinicius Junior has been dancing. getting a load, load of stick, Annie, for dancing and that. I've got no issues with people dancing. The issue I had at the time was if Forrest the bottom of the league and and he and you know they're getting them videos of everyone dancing that's that would be my issue but you know fair play to you know I've got no issues with dancing get get on it lads I'll have a dance with you <laughs> uh, right tag I want to come to you on a slightly uh, different topic now now I want to get your opinion on so the England squad was announced right and there was a couple of on the surface mad decisions right so. I'll call them out and I'll get your opinion because it seems to me form at club level now just doesn't matter. And is maybe that's it's always been the case. Look, managers have their favourites and they're just getting in the squad based on maybe what they've done for them in the past or whatever. But a couple of noticeable ones that I'll call out to you. Harry Maguire, Luke Shaw, and I'm not picking them with the Liverpool hat on. I'm just, they're not playing. And when they have played, they've not played well. Um, Kelvin Phillips, now I know he's injured, I think. I think he's got a shoulder injury. So so I'm not sure if he's been uh, removed from the squad. But he was initially picked. There's 12 defenders in the squad. Like It's it just the makeup of that. Firstly, I suppose the first part of the question is, are you surprised by the likes of Maguire getting in? And, and if so, Trent. what type of message does that? Yeah, Trent, to be fair. I, like, I can, Trent I can shouldn't be anywhere near that squad on form. On form, so there is, and I agree with you. He's not, he's not been at his best, but at least you can see from an offensive standpoint, Trent from a balanced oh, squad. I'm saying Trent should be in the squad all day long, but if you're going on form, Trent's been awful. So, so this is this is my question, I guess. Tank, is it not on form? Because Ivan Tony's now come in, be. he's been banging foot. Like, what, what is the makeup of these squads? But it can't be because. Harry Maguire shouldn't be anywhere near the squad at the minute. He's had 18 months of absolutely disaster football on a on a personal level for him. So he shouldn't be in the squad. Luke Shaw can't get in the side and shouldn't be in the squad. Um, I understand what Jimmy's saying about Trent, but Trent, as bad as he's playing, has such an impact on Liverpool every game still. Every oh. game Trent creates... So many chances. Even this season, you have a look at the chances what Liverpool create. They all come they from still come from him. They all come from him without a shadow of a doubt. So you can, as a as a manager, you can go. He's not playing great, but he's still his outputs are still. You know, he's still fucking creating chance after chance after chance in games every single game. So I understand why Trent in the squad, but you got to look at it and think. You know, I mean, Ben White at Arsenal, the top of the league, absolutely flying, and. I think he's a good player. I don't think he's anything special. But, you know, what must he be thinking? What message is Southgate giving him to say, Harry Maguire's been shit for 18 months. You're flying. You're top of the league. And you're bang, gone. Bye. It's just like, it's not the right message to give out. Is it is it idealistic though, Jim, to think that this can just be a revolving door of players that play well? Because that you have to build out some type of cohesion. It's not like you're yeah. in training every day and you're working in patterns of play and you, you know you no. get used to each other. You nearly have to go back to some type of structure and and and, and shape that the players would have been used to. Yeah, uh, and this is why obviously Maguire's in the squad because he's been in and around and and Gareth trusts him. So this is the issue you've got is manager trusts player where regardless of you know Jordan Pickford was all well not awful last year but you know he's not been at his best for Everton and Everton been down at the bottom and that's that might not be his fault because he's you know if they're having 
90, 19 shots a game, you know, stats say he's going to let two or three in. So, but there was calls for him to be dropped, but he carried on playing with him. And then he, in the Euros, he did, he did fantastically well. So I think this is the reason why sort of Shaw Maguire, because they've done, they've done well for, you know, in Shaw was player that's one of the players of the tournaments at the Euros. Um, and then seemingly since then, he's just dropped off a cliff. Uh, but he trusts them players and he knows them players. And, and you know, if if they start having bad games for England, I think that's when, when you start getting drops as well. But I think you're right. I mean, the reason I said Trent was is, you know, Gareth, you know, me and Gareth best mates, but, you know, Gareth, <laughs> you, and Gaz. Was, you, know, Gaz, you know, Gaz <laughs> dropped Trent because he said he, he didn't trust him defensively. He needs to work on defensively. So that's my point in when I'm saying Trent. Look, I'd have Trent in the England squad all day long. But when the manager's publicly stated he needs to work on him defensively and then his defensive performance had been like that, uh, you know, and he obviously looks leggy, that's that's why I'm questioning that. But, you know, there's some players like James Madison has been let. I know Leicester have been awful, but he's been their he's best player by miles yeah. and he's been better yes. than, um, you know, some of the lads that have been included. Um, so, you know, it's... it's that's what it comes down to is who he trusts. But Southgate was the manager where everyone was going, you know what? He picks the right players in. He picks players on form. And I think he's lost a bit of that with this squad. I think people have slowly started to turn against him. If he if if he has a bad World Cup, you know, I can see I can see the tides turning against him. I think he's a bit of a spoofer. He's a proper like he's just a librarian boring. Yeah, manager. yeah, yeah. He's not. You know, he won't get a Premier Well, he probably will get a Premier League job after he leaves England, but he'll do awful and then you'll never hear from him again. He'll go be a director of football somewhere or do like the Dan Ashworth or whatever. But it seems to me like I'm looking at a tank with him and it's it's so annoying. It's like giving a Ferrari to someone that doesn't know how to drive because you get he's got so much offensive talent, but he's shit scared to to use it. And it just I watch England games. I'm just like, what is this? Like, there's no imagination. It's proper boring. And he's I'll go as far as saying, what was that world? There was a World Cup squad. You know, they called it the Golden Generation. You look at that team photo that pops up every now and then. You're like, Jesus Christ, they were good. He's had the best squad by a mile since then. And yeah. it just. I, they don't capture your imagination at all. Well, I put a tweet out when I seen the squad. I was I, I, England balls the shit out of me they, 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 because, as you say, they don't use what we've got. We have got some seriously technically talented players. He's picked twelve defenders. I mean, come on, what the fuck's that all about? Twelve? Half of his squad is defenders. Plays you know, wing probably, back. Probably, that, really. I know, but come on, you know, if you've we've just. No, said I'm, not, I'm James, not saying. James right, I'm just saying from his point of view, it's two games. I mean, is it two or three games? But you play wing backs, so you know there's five, and plus the three defenders, so he'll probably change it up. But I, I agree with you; it's wrong. To Twelve pick defenders is just ridiculous, especially with with the talent we've got in the midfield areas and the attacking areas. I mean, come on, it's fucking ridiculous. I think he picked twelve defenders, was it five midfielders and six forwards? Mm. Just fucking round the bend, absolutely. You know, what if one of the midfield? I mean, Calvin Phillips has got injured, oh, so what's he's he... not even played. Has he actually played? I'm not seeing that's what I mean. So he's not actually played for City yet. He still gets in his shirt, yeah. Right, I want to finish off on uh, one quick topic, and we've it's, it's actually 
filtering into the podcast naturally, which kind of uh, goes to the point that I'm going to try and make. So I've started to listen to a book called Expected Goals by Rory Smith. And I have, fair to say, I see the benefits and stats. They interest me a little bit, but I just can't deal with these lads that are like captain Excel sheets and they define football by numbers because you have to trust your eyes. There's certainly things that happen on a football pitch that you cannot put in a spreadsheet, but it's becoming such a prominent part of the game now. And this is, this is what this book by Rory Smith is about is about the rise of expected goals and, and uh, data within football. Jim, I'll come to you first. Where do you sit on stats within football? Do you think that, it's going to become more and more prevalent. Do you think that there's still a little bit of snobbery towards stats within football, within the football communities? Where where are you? I think people use it sometimes as a stick to beat people with. But I also think it's got its place, you know. I don't know if you've ever seen the film Moneyball um, with mm. Brad Pitt and, and they use stats a lot on that, on, on bases hitting, you know, hitting bases and getting on base and, Football is very similar, mate. It's it's the numbers are the numbers, and there's people who have you know much better jobs than us, and and much higher wages than us working this stuff out. So, you know, they must they they must trust in the numbers. But from an expected goals point of view, yeah, I get it. One team might have twenty shots, and they might all be in the area, and the keepers had an absolute stormer, but they go up the other end and score the winner. But that's football, isn't it? That's why we all love it. That's why it's, it's it captivates us. You know, remember that? What was the game? Was it Watford and Birmingham where they had the peno and then they go up the other end and oh, hit the yeah. ball? You know, that, <laughs> that's, that, the stats would say that that is probably a, a, a shock in, in the system. So I, I don't mind stats, but I think they've got to be the right kind. And stats can be manipulated to make anyone look fairly decent or to make anyone look awful. Um, or to prove to prove a point, and that's where point, yeah, that, that's yeah, yeah. where I I struggle. And and thank you've been uh, in many a Twitter de- debate over the years with with people that are mad into the laptop. Computer Kevin, <laughs> computer <laughs> Kevin, yeah, computer <laughs> Kevin. Uh, where because obviously you've come from the, the old school generation. I, I assume there wasn't too many numbers knocking around back in your day, or, or was there? And, and where do you Roman numbers? E numbers. <laughs> yeah. No, look. <laughs> The Moneyball thing, right? I, I love that film. It's, oh, it's mate, brilliant. So good. But but let's let's get it right. There's one there's one stat in baseball. What counts basically? There's one thing, but you can judge all of the stats on the baseball. Is you've got one pitch, you're throwing one ball, and you've just got to hit it. Football's much more. There's much more going on than that. That's all you need in baseball. He's throwing it. Can you hit it? How many times can you hit it? And how many times did you miss it? That's the only stat in baseball that counts. That's a fucking fact. Football is so much more. We've it's got so any baseball more. fans listening to this here, like, what is this lad? But it is because they're saying, here's the ball. How many times does he hit it? That's it. So, did you hit the ball? Baseball is throw and catch. It is. It is. It's a fucking ridiculous game. And it goes on for about three days. So, this, but stats, honestly, and you might, I think stats are, are, are brilliant to help. If you can gauge that. 1% extra by using them to develop your side or make them better. It's brilliant. But I'll take this to the grave with me. Nothing is better than the naked eye to what you see on a football pitch. That's, that is the biggest stat what you'll ever see. Your eyes will tell you all the stats what you need to know. If a player is shit, he's shit. No matter how many throw-ins he gets or free kicks or blocks, if he's shit, he's shit. <laughs> I was waiting for that. Oh, there you go. 
That's not a slant at you, Jimmy. It's just an absolute... It's just, that's no, no, just no, the, no, that's how it. I, I see football. If it. you go, Jamie, you watch a football game and you've watched the player for all season and you think he's shit, I'd say with your knowledge of football, he's probably shit. Hmm. But stats might say, well, he, he, he does this in the air. He, he makes this, he creates this, but he's shit. And that's yeah. just how I feel about That's me on it. Do you know what it is? It's, it's probably because type of player I was back in the day, you know, and I, I love off the ball stuff, right? So like the best defensive midfielder in the world, for example, could do a lot of it is his work off the ball. So stopping attacks before they even happen. You know, for example, it seems really simplistic now, but a defensive midfielder stops the passing lane into the striker's feet. So if Haaland is playing and a defensive midfielder, Casemiro is sat in front of him and he makes sure that he, he stops the ball from going into his feet. He might not touch the ball for 25 minutes, but he might have stopped four or five attacks. But yeah. And that's doing a good job as a defensive midfielder is that you're stopping them from uh, yeah. from, from play, playing through the lines. But that, that wouldn't be on a, a spreadsheet. So this is where I just feel like sometimes you could use stats to... to, to to build out a narrative, for example, that Naby Keita, so people will tell you, is, is Liverpool's best midfielder by a mile and one of the best midfielders in Europe, but he's just not. He's just he's just not. Whereas the the underlying metrics will tell you that this guy is the the second coming of of, of Jesus. So, yeah, I think for me, it's stats applied in the right context, but not used to tell all of the story. Only paint some of the picture. I think is is, is where I'm at. Um, lads, that's us over 45 minutes. Jim, have you got much on for the rest of the week? What's your plan? Uh, what have I got on? Archie's not got training today or tomorrow. I've got player reviews. So Player reviews? What's one of them? Yeah, so he's just signed, hasn't he? Well, he's in the process of signing for Burton, so they do 12-week reviews. Um, and he's well, got one. Tell, tell Tank, actually. I don't think you told him. So he's, he's a man in demand, your son. Yeah. Moment, isn't he? Oh. Yeah. So he was um, so he was offered a contract at Burton a week on Friday. Um, and, you know, he, he was buzzing and he wanted to sign, but he wanted to play um, a, a last-minute for his Sunday team. He wanted to play last game. So they had a tournament on Friday. And I thought it was a tournament from... Um, like a tournament at Wolves, but it was, I thought it was against like local teams. But what it was, it was, um, there was three Wolves teams, three pitches, three Wolves teams, three other teams with us being one of them. And then you play three matches against the three different Wolves teams. And to be fair, mate, he played really well, scored some goals and, and battered the Wolves team. And, uh, I went out to speak to, he was speaking to the gaffer because I think he was just saying, you know, gaffer was just saying bye. And I went in and someone was speaking to the gaffer and he came over to me. He was like, oh, it, here he is. He's like, all right. He's like, oh yeah, we're really, we're, we're really interested in your son. Um, he said like, I've noticed him. The other scout noticed him and the development manager noticed him. So we want him to come down to Wolves and, and, and trial down here as well. So I was like, fucking hell. What's coming through? Like, I'm, I'll be honest, before I was fuming, so I was like, no, he's not being picked up. I've, I know lads that are going to like Stoke Development and all this sort of stuff. I'm thinking he's miles better than them. Yeah. And I was fuming. And then he's got like three of them all picked <laughs> all up. He was, he's got like decisions to make now. The guy just texts me today going, Oh, you're free for a chat. I'm like, Oh, mate, he doesn't, he doesn't want to come. He's, he's settled now. He's, uh, he, Does he, he not want to go? 
Nah, he hates change, mate. He hates change. So he's stick like, where, stick what he knows then, mate. Stick, he doesn't like he change, is, yeah. stick to what he knows. Well, he played yeah. um, played Doncaster on Sunday, mate. And they don't give fouls in in uh, in these because they don't have proper referees. The coach is refing. They want the kids to get you know become robust. But he, honestly, he became like MMA. Like people just like Ed. I with me back in the day. It was it was horrendous. Like I can understand letting little things go, like little trips and little. But it was just pure violence. Like it was prison <laughs> rules. It was Sounds alright though. Like it was that. horrendous. But he did. He again on Sunday he did really well. So yeah, he's flying, mate. Class what about mate. you, Tank? Much much on. Well, when we got off here, mate. Um, Paw Patrol. Paw Patrol. <laughs> no, it's finished. He's on a roll. It's brilliant, Paw Patrol, mate. <laughs> Um, I'm, off to Bur- I'm taking Jack to Burnley. He's going back to Burnley. He was off today. He got the ah, day nice. off, so I'm taking Jack back to Burnley about to off six. Lovely, lovely. Oh, um, I yeah, I, I think from uh, from my side, what have we got? I was just going to say, yeah, gutted at the moment. Poor, poor, poor little Josh lost the game yesterday and he's fucking beating himself up Did over you? it. He lost 1-0 one, one against their local rivals. It's a, oh, it's a close game, but uh, he, he said to me this morning, like he, he created a chance for himself and he, he hit it and the keeper saved it and whatever. But he's like, he said to me, he said, Dad, I didn't do my job. I said, what do you mean? He said, I got me one chance. He said, and my team needed me and I didn't score. And, and he come into he come in from school today. He's like, Dad, I was thinking about my chance for the first half of the day, but I'm not going to think about it anymore, Dad. I was like, Jesus. You, know what I mean? you can just see that he's real gutted like the poor little son. Uh, but yeah, no, no, no more... Uh, no more funerals and stuff like that today. It's surely that's finished now. There's no more. That's, I hope so, mate. Let, let, let the poor woman fucking... rest, man. Yeah. She's not done any walking, mate. <laughs> this is <laughs> what I don't get. Really like is. people have been queuing up to see this box, right? And I get it. Like I, I understand. Box. Box. But but it, it's got Your a sister. Flag did you know, it. Jim? It's oh, got Claire a flag did. over it. I know Claire did it. I know that's what I'm saying. Look, and it's fine if that's what you want to do. That's your prerogative. But the, my point is. The, the box had a flag over it. it. Could be a pile of bricks for all we you know. Like she's probably having a gin and tonic in there that somewhere. Like, but I, I, it's not for it, me. It's on till uh, ten o'clock tonight, isn't it? Oh come is it? on! Yeah, it is. It is. Um, there's been some to be. Uh, this is my final point, and then I'll shut up. There's there's been some quality uh, memes and stuff going around. Like, did you see the the one? I actually shouldn't probably say this. The coffin was coming in, and then they had like the BT Sport commentators yeah, in the, the corner. <laughs> it's fucking brilliant. I didn't uh, think that. I, the missus had it on all day, and I was like, "Are they actually?" She was like, "Commentating." I was like, "What do you need to hear?" It's a co- people walking in, and and what what? But there was like commentary on it. I was like. Oh, it's gone mad. The world's gone mad. Right, lads, uh, before we get ourselves into trouble, I feel like we navigated some difficult topics pretty well. Maybe Tank went a little bit off-piste in the middle. Maybe I'll edit that bit out. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll you, out, uh, legally, Tank, are we all right to put this out before we put it out? Fucking throw it out. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. And okay. we never mentioned it. Oh, no, no, shit. Right, let's, <laughs> let's just fucking go. Uh, right, everybody that's listened, thank you as always. Uh, please do keep your feedback coming. If you can see our cool little ticker at the bottom of the video, uh, it says, don't no, forget Alan, to hit the subscribe. What's that? Shush. That's Alan. <laughs> Uh, don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Uh, we're trying to grow the YouTube. Um, the YouTube. Uh, the so, yeah, YouTube. please. Uh, let, let us know what you think in the comments below. Hit the subscribe button or just have a chat with us on social media. We, we enjoy having the crack during the week. So most importantly, enjoy the rest of the week. Uh, we hope you have a good one and we will be back with you next week on the Boot Room Podcast. All the best. Cheers, boys. Cheers, boys.